0: To cinema. Okay, Cinema Yugen, my guest today, fellow screenwriting mate from the Sunshine State here in Queensland, he's the writer of Bridge to the Doom, Night of the Tommyknockers, Bermuda Island Adrenaline bouncer american trash the upcoming bloodthirst and shooting off into the stratosphere into outer space andromeda wars Hey adrian mills come on down
1: thanks for that introduction. how are you doing good, guys. how you been you've been doing well oh yeah keeping busy things were mm. looking really good until like may when the strikes happened and then
0: oh no
1: hit a wall since then mm i reckon but um did, did you hear of any of this like ai stuff coming out before it did it just came out of nowhere for
0: me yeah not really Dev- um I've, just- I've i've spoken to a few people since they've had a crack you know at like getting it to try and write a script and most of them have said you have to end up rewriting the whole thing anyway so look i mean if it's if it's yet another kind of a quick fix, like most of these things are, you know, like if it's like auto tune for screenwriters or something like that. Yeah. If you can't really... It is. That's
1: exactly it. Yeah,
0: if you can't really yeah. rock, this thing can do a bit of the hard yards for you, but, I mean, you've still got to, you know. It's like Roger Ebert said when um, he lost his voice, he, he uh, lamented not being able to do... Uh, limericks which was one of his uh true joys because a computer has no nuance so uh right. like i was saying to another uh, a fellow writer the other day damien uh, Leahy, i said you know a computer uh, <clears throat> might be able to uh whack you out a, a structure right quick but uh giving it a certain you know panache a bit of character
1: yeah a lot of people have been saying... Yeah, I you know, think
0: you have to be human to do that, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's that's what a lot of people have been saying, the humanity of it. But yeah. um, I think if uh, studios wanted to turn out like Lifetime Christmas movies with AI, that should be all right because people don't really pay much attention to them anyway. So,
0: Well, I mean, there's there's an awful lot of studio films that you, you, could, you could honestly say are generic, couldn't you?
1: Yeah. Absolutely,
0: yeah. You know, or formulate, but um, I, I don't. I don't. Well, it's like anything. No way, say something's going to come along and, and um, destroy or interrupt life as we know it. Yeah, uh, and we've seen a bit of that, sure. I don't know. Is this the beginning of Skynet? I think people have been watching too many movies.
1: Well, I always remember this um, episode of it was the folly of prediction. Freakonomics. Right. And they say you can just never predict the future. There are just too many variables. Sure. And the people in the past that have like made a big prediction that's been proven right, yeah. their track record is just ridiculously bad. Yeah. You know, they just make crazy predictions all the time. Occasionally one of them comes true.
0: Yeah. So, you know, wait and see, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the picket lines are still in. Uh... In 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 fashion, and uh, there's been no uh, decent deal anyway brought to the table. So I guess uh, the world will and
1: see. I I heard they kind of like they've agreed on a few points, so it's Hmm. going in the right direction, I guess. But yeah,
0: Um, yeah,
1: let's wait and see.
0: Well, I I mean the 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 problem is has always been they've seen the the riders as the bottom of the totem pole, anyway. I mean they've been looking. (laughs) They've been oh, looking yeah. for a way. They've been looking for a way to to eliminate them anyway, haven't they, <laughs> For a while.
1: Oh, I know it, it's just too expensive to pay on these little crumbs off the table. You know, it's just.
0: But uh, listen, you've been doing re- really well. A lot of work with the uh, the Mahal uh, chappies out there in Las Vegas. With um, all those films are on Tubi now. I watched uh, Bridge of the Doomed and Night of the Tommyknockers and uh, Bermuda Island. They're all on. Uh, Tubey for our listeners here down yeah. under and I imagine in the States they're, they're on a lot of other platforms and things like that. But um hey, yeah, well done. And then uh, you're making a lot of films with, uh, uh, you know, he abbreviates his name as Max.
1: But, yeah, Massimiliano.
0: You know, Kurtz- yeah, a- that's a, a, a- Max. How, do you, how do you say it again? Massimiliano? Did you say Massimiliano? That? But he that's says cool. called Max. Oh, I know, but that's a beautiful name, Massimiliano. well cool.
1: People yeah. misspell it all the time, so he just goes, "Oh, it's just not worth the drama." Call me Max, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I can, I can understand why, but that's a beautiful name. No, but you've been, uh, you've been doing well with. You obviously get on pretty well with, with, uh, with Max.
1: Yeah, that was a real surprise. That um, after Bridge of the Doomed came out, yeah, uh, he just sent me a message on uh, Facebook Messenger. Said, "Look, I need a writer. Do you want to team up?" And I go, "Yeah, all right." Well done. And. Um, that's, that led to um, Bloodthirst.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Originally, he was going to direct that as oh. well. Mm. But this was the time of lockdown. And was in Colombia and he couldn't get out.
0: Right, right.
1: So they had to tap Michael Sue to do it. Mm. And it worked out pretty good. It's, it's probably the best Mahal movie so far, I reckon.
0: Right, yeah. And that one's still, that's, uh, that's yet to be released, that one, isn't it? Yep, Halloween. Halloween, oh, well. Looking forward to that one. Best time for... Uh, Best time for uh, bloodthirsty vampires and all creatures of the night. Um, And you've got Andromeda Wars, too, coming up with uh, Matthias.
1: Yeah, Matthias Hughes and um, the MMA fighter uh, Chuck Liddell. Okay, cool. That's um, close to being finished. Yeah. And that's that's going to be hitting the American film market on uh, October 31st as well. All right. So it's going to be a very interesting day, that. I reckon. So, and I've also got another movie called The Bouncer hitting the AFM at the same time. So,
0: chicken gold all over the
1: place. Look, it's going to be a good week that week. I reckon. Yeah.
0: Hit it for the boundary. It's over the fence.
1: I've, I've seen a couple of clips of uh, Andromeda Wars, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, the people they've got the, doing the uh, special effects—they're just incredible.
0: There seems to be a, a little bit of a return to uh, to science fiction for these. Uh... These uh, indie chaps, like I watched that space wars with Michael Pare and uh, Sarah. Frett, oh yeah, yeah, directed by Garo um, Satin. Yeah, really, it's good. It's good to see a little bit of little bit of sci-fi coming back. It reminds me, you know, back in the um, back in the early '80s with the, the Empire films like Metal Storm and Dungeon Master and all those. You remember those? Trans. Yeah, well, or Future Cop, was. Australian listener.
1: This wasn't actually planned until like the last minute because we were originally going to do this movie called Death Rider. Right. And it was going to be filmed um, in LA and out in the desert. And then it started raining. And Matt, like, you know, Matt just couldn't believe it. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. It's raining in the desert.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And he goes, oh, we've got to find someone else to do.
0: It seems to be good filmmaking, isn't it? Every time they (sighs) turn, they get the word thousand years.
1: Don't make the best of a bad situation. So, He knew this guy who had access to the old um, Firefly set right, and um, a few other sets as well. And he goes, look, you can do it like a science fiction movie, you know. And All right. So um, we moved fast on that and everybody came together and it worked out really well. Mm. I was looking at some of the uh, behind the scenes shots. I thought, oh, that doesn't look so great. But then you see what's actually on the screen and it's, wow, how did you do that? Uh, oh, really good i'm excited he, to see this come out
0: he seems to have a nice um sort of john Carpenter touch enabled to make something that's uh, that's not so yeah. I mean, carpenter's true gift was to make something that wasn't truly expensive um look more expansive and cinematic so yeah max has, um, max has been touched with the same um with the same tools there i think
1: well, Max doesn't do his own music, so he's not totally John Carpenter. But, yeah, oh, well. pretty close. But um, he also did that movie The Bouncer, um, filmed in Romania, and he got some great shots there with, like, wonderful bridges and the old stone buildings.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a great place to film. Yeah, I reckon. It really good. G- so yeah. hopefully that, yeah. should, that should be coming out next year as well.
0: That's awesome. G- yeah,
1: adrenaline. Adrenaline for now, that's only in Japan, Europe, and South America.
0: Yeah.
1: It's scheduled to come out North America, but we haven't heard anything, so that's probably next year.
0: Right. That's all. So,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah, things have changed quite a bit for you since the last time we spoke, haven't they?
0: Yeah, geez, took off uh, all of a sudden like a rocket. All of a sudden, righteous blood was uh, out and about in the States. I did not expect it to uh, to come out here, which it did.
1: Yeah, um, I saw it in KB Hi-Fi, yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect that. The Legend of Hawes, uh, H-A-W-E-S, uh, that came out uh, on DVD, and now it's on uh, Movie Central on YouTube. And uh, I don't know what happened. I wrote a vampire one, which uh, René also directed there. Uh, it was called The Vampire and the Vigilante, or The Vigilante and the Vampire, one of the two. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's... Uh, I don't know if that's found to distributed or when it's coming out or anything of that nature. So uh, a film I wrote with Joe uh, Cornett, uh that is going to uh, happen after this. Uh, they're doing a trilogy of westerns right now, uh, the Rio Bravo trilogy. They started off with gunfight at Rio Bravo. They're going on a take-in from Rio Bravo, and now it's – I think the heroes of Rio Bravo was trilogy. And then uh, I think the kaleidoscope, which is the film um, uh, I've been working on with Joe over the last uh, year. This was a, a passion project for Joe Cornett. He started, he sent me a, a, a script that he wrote many moons ago and in the mail, which was, um, as I said to him and as he has said on, uh, on uh, another podcast interview that he did that I commented how nice it was to receive the script in the mail. Cause it hadn't happened for like 20 years. You know, most of the stuff is email. So I got a copy of this uh, script in the mail with a little note saying, simply, you know, um, have a read. You know, tell if there's, you know, if there's anything there might be, might be usable. And you know, all of it was was usable. And so, you know, I, I said, can I rewrite it? And he said, sure. So I did. Next thing, you know, the big fellow uh, Alex Nevsky. It was brought up in a conversation there. He read it, and uh, yeah, we were sort of set to go earlier in the year. And then, of course, everything's come to a halt and so it's mm-hmm. uh, required a bit of retooling and and will be picked up again after this uh this western trilogy has uh been uh, at least uh, filmed and, and presented to the distributors i think the same distributor wants uh, the kaleidoscope as well so that's um that's down the pipeline too that's a really uh, really cool little thriller yeah
1: it shows um, it. you just gotta keep on hammering away
0: yeah, I got to I got to, be, I got to be a little bit of a, a my my I love Joe Eszterhas's books about Hollywood, so I got to be sort of a, a low budget Joe Eszterhas for for a couple of you know couple of drafts there. But it was uh, it was fun. It's always good to do a different uh, different genres, wouldn't you say? Like mix it up.
1: Yeah. Well, it it always depends on what the the uh, you know distributor wants. Hmm. If they want horror, okay, I'll do your horror. You want science fiction? You want this? Fair enough, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, horror is so, always the, uh, the easy one to, to plug, isn't it? It seems to be always the, on the menu somewhere.
1: Oh, there's definitely like a dedicated audience for it. You can always guarantee, you know, yeah. some people are going to want to watch it.
0: Yeah.
1: Other but- stuff, you know, in out of fashion, but, yeah, there's always like a hardcore audience for sure
0: it must be good after uh as you would know uh like me it must be good after you know such a such a long uh dry spell trying to get up over the hill actually getting over there and uh and seeing oh
1: yeah i tell you what people not in the business just they can't appreciate what, what it feels like it's just like it actually shows people something it's yeah. just like look you know I actually you know have what it takes. I wasn't wasting my time, you know that was that, that was almost more important than the money to be honest, because I mean you spend so long oh on God. it,, sure, sure. and like nobody actually sort of you know gives you a stick for it, but you're thinking, uh oh, you know, they must be thinking it, yeah, no. so yeah, I mean, for your like self respect, it just just a major boost,
0: yeah, and I mean, it's um. It it does it does your heart a lot of good because you that's what's been keeping you going because it certainly isn't the uh it, no. it's never the pay. I mean when when Righteous Blood came out on DVD and all my friends were like, Oh, I went down to the shops and I saw it and all sort of stuff and, and a few of them bought one and they said, Oh, you must be doing all right off the um <coughs> the royalties. Right yeah. I said <laughs> you're good on you. Yeah, people um,
1: see, people said to me, Oh like right, you know, Bridge the Doom, you must have got paid a hundred grand for that, see. Mate, like the budget was like a hundred and fifty. Yeah, me paying yeah. me a hundred, are they? <laughs> but, um,
0: and like, you so, like all these. I many different layers to this film business. It's a bit like lasagna. <clears throat> there's, the, there's the there's the there's the rich uh, top that everyone wants a slice of, and then there's the yeah. And the unfortunately, other levels.
1: The middle seems to be you know falling away, doesn't it? Because it's just
0: well, like, yeah, it does. Crazy. I mean that that completely that mid ground almost comp- has completely disintegrated. Um those films that were used to be made for you know between what was it about 30 and say yeah. 70 million dollars? That that whole ground kind of like disappeared and it's yeah. either a hundred million dollars or over or million dollars yeah. and Did you under? see that,
1: um, <laughs> Matt Damon interview. He was saying he wanted to make this like romance movie and he like ten million right. dollars. Well, so okay. You may right. have to make all your money back at the cinema because there's, like, no DVD sales anymore. And then you'll split the money with the cinemas and right. blah, blah, blah. And, and he said, like, you know, next thing you know, the whole thing's costing, like, $40 million. And he goes, well, I'm not going to make that at the cinema. So it's just not viable. Yeah. But um, yeah. unless these streamers start paying, like, decent yeah. money, end could be coming back.
0: They're just trying – I mean, really, it's been like a reformation of the uh, the old-school studio system where they, they had their stables. and. But with the streamers, it's like, well, for us to get the likes of Martin Scorsese or David Fincher or, or you know, whatever names that they're going after, they go, well, the studios won't give you the money. We will. Apple, you know, Apple gets a lot of them that way because they've got it where the studios – They've got it, but they've got a, a board of uh, people to appease with, yeah. with every cent that they spend. Uh, with it seems with these streamers, they're like, "Well, you know, we've got money to burn." Especially like Apple, you know, they've got to be they got to be spending a fair bit of money to keep Martin Scorsese and Leonardo yeah, well, DiCaprio Netflix happy.
1: Cutting back on their original stuff now because um, Wall Street have said, "Look, you've been losing money trying to grow, you know, your audience." Now it's the time to start making money, so they have to yeah. cut back and all of that.
0: Yeah, it was it was going to be inevitable. I mean, um, it's the same thing with the right. superhero fatigue, because I mean, you know, after ten years, ten years is a stretch, yeah. and then once you get over that, and you're kind of into like you know expand the you know the expanded universe and the TV shows right. and. And all the rest, and the problem the problem simply became was it's too much, too often as as we know from our generation, back when a superhero film was once mm. every so often, that's why it was more successful and and people looked forward to it because they weren't every other week it's It's overkill, and I think that what's happening now is simply a result of you know too yeah. much, too often, too fast, uh, and this ridiculous um you know the the competition between them is simply ruining the product because as you know the faster you have to mm-hmm. pump it out there's there's things there's things yeah. there's things that are going to suffer quality, quality always about, suffers um,
1: netflix the speed. giving like feedback saying this is two second screen because like the same most people now these tv shows They've just got it, like, sort of yeah. playing. But they're looking at the phone most of the time. And they say, oh, if the story gets too complicated, people have got to look up from the phone and pay more attention to the TV. And I don't want to do that. I mean, yeah. my- that's true.
0: I saw a couple of people I Hoppenheimer just, on this. I just can't understand uh,
1: that. I mean, if I watch a TV show, it gets my full attention. I mean, that's, I know, that's why you're sitting there. I don't want to be looking at my phone and just glancing at the TV. That's I mean, I've seen some yeah. TV shows, and I'm kind of, like, losing interest. And I'm going, this is obviously written, you know, as a second screen. And it's just, hey, sh- I I'm, don't know.
0: Everything is so calamitous because you've got, now more than ever, because everyone has a soapbox, they can crow. They can all crow as loud as they want for as long as they want. They're trying to – there's a lot of entertainment companies trying to feed the beast this, this machine called society, and, and people are so vocal probably now more than ever, about what they like, what they don't like. Heck, heck they devote hours well, to talking about it. Some people devote their their lives I yeah, I mean, uh, and, and careers. There is
1: a group of people, but I'm sure it's a very small percentage of the audience. I mean, how yeah. many people sort of watch a TV show and well, don't like it and then spend like hours just like, hmm. you know, criticizing it and, Worst show ever made. Blah blah blah. It's just like if you don't like it, turn it off.
0: Yeah. It the same with the movie trailer. I mean, the the thing today is you uh, you see a lot of these movies. Like ten ten minutes after the trailer's been released, there's a video that just absolutely picks it apart from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? Did you miss this? Look, wearing cowboy hats. <laughs> it's I, it's I crazy. Think I it's mean... just like
1: it's almost like stress relief for these people because Bridge um, of the Doomed. That was delayed by two mm-hmm. weeks, and it was listed as being released when it wasn't. And we were still getting all these reviews going, right. worst movie ever made, terrible, blah, blah, blah. It's not our mate. You haven't seen it. Right, they're, just, yeah. they're just trashing it because they mm-hmm. can the average person reading IMDb right. wouldn't think that they go oh yeah it is pretty bad isn't it
0: all these yeah, head cases so... out
1: there they like used to be just totally ignored now they've got a platform so I don't know
0: the, the only per well certainly for us screenwriters the person you got to please is the is the director the audience is uh, the audience is another matter what what I th- I mean I can only write as I'm sure you do I can only write films mm-hmm. that, that would entertain sure. me I believe that I have how should we say as broad a, a, a screen tastes mm. as anybody. So I figure if I sit down to write whatever it be, a thriller, a horror, a western, an action movie, whatever the case may be, it's um it's always going to be the version or the or, or, or an homage to that genre of something that I, I would yeah. sit through. I don't sit through. I don't write anything that I wouldn't sit.
1: through. I was there. <laughs> Talking to a mate of mine recently, oh, the movie got trashed, blah, blah, blah. I said, look, go to The Godfather, check out the one-star ratings. And he goes, you're kidding. I go, nah. Uh There's There's dozens of them. So slow, Uh boring, blah, blah, blah. So you can't win.
0: It's the same with uh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer really floored me. I really enjoyed it. There's people that have walked out, said it was crap. Now... Not
1: not enough violence.
0: (laughs) I mean, okay... Was it like Star Trek, the motionless picture? People standing and talking, people sitting and talking. One person standing and talking, the other person sitting and talking. Sure. How he made that compelling, I don't know. For me, it was for well, obviously the people that walked out, it wasn't.
1: Well, I think for like for the video game generation, are expecting like John Wick or something like that. Of course, it's going to be disappointing. Right. But if you actually want, it, so, want characters you care about and the plot, and you know, then it will yeah. work. But yeah, you just you can't please everybody. It's just impossible.
0: Getting back to what we were saying before, after a, after journeying so long and working so hard just to get oh. validation in some way, shape, or form is is most of the battle. And then once you get to the other side of that, and you've got something more than just you're just a guy with a script and and dreams and you're trying to shop stuff around they got a movie to say well this was my last this is the last thing i did and it's uh it's just a heck of a lot yeah
1: i ordered the um japanese version of adrenaline cost me 80 bucks but i just had to have it just to sort of still sealed i just want to hold it up and say look at this you know
0: yeah i don't have it on my desk but the um, the American Rogers Blood came in a. It's got a beautiful mm. like slipcase and everything. It's just a DVD, not a Blu-ray or anything. And uh, the Australian one didn't have that. But um, yeah, I was like, I, I I paid a ridiculous amount of money to get to get one <laughs> from the states. But it's uh, yeah, it looks, it, it looks really cool. You gotta and, have it. because you got to have like well, all the different versions. Yeah, and then uh, the, the UK version.
1: To the German Blu ray of adrenaline as well, and I'll be ordering the American one when it
0: comes out as well. So, sure, sure, but uh, listen, mate, it's been uh good to talk to you this morning. Well done, it's been uh great to see uh the rise and rise of Adrian Mills. It looks like you've got a lot of stuff on your plate, it's got you've got a lot of stuff that's uh, people are going to be enjoying uh, coming out. Keep going strong, my friend.
1: Yeah, you too, and I'll. Same time next year, we'll talk again and see what's happened, eh? Yeah, sure. We'll both have a few stories to tell
0: with the the mainstream Hollywood. Anyway, settles uh, and uh, see what the see what the world looks like on the other side of that. You know, it's been uh, it's been seems to have been one hold up after the after the other. Uh, First, it was COVID. Now it's uh, strikes and troubles, and uh, so yeah. Once the dust clears, we'll. uh, We'll see what we'll like see yet ag- Yeah, we we'll, um, we'll see yet again what the world looks like on the other side. My guest has been Adrian Mills. You can check out all of his stuff right now for listeners in Australia on uh, there's a lot of stuff on Tubi, isn't there, Adrian? Yeah. Um, yeah. Doomed, Night of the yeah. Tommy Ireland um and adrenaline and those other ones, are they
1: Adrenaline's oh, no. out, uh like Japan, Europe, South America.
0: I imagine it'll probably they'll come out here, some of them, eventually, really.
1: Yeah, eventually. It's it's done by Lionsgate. They tend to have like a long release schedule.
0: Right. But oh. if
1: there's anybody from Brazil watching this, you can see adrenaline on Claro TV Plus. It's there a bit go. of a long shot, I know, but you know.
0: There you go. People in Brazil, if we're getting out to you, check out adrenaline. People everywhere else, check out uh, Adrian Milne's fantastic work. I'm very happy for you, mate. More power to you. Thanks. Keep up. Appreciate it. Keep, up the, good, keep up the good fight mm-hmm. and uh, keep scribbling away. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up on the other side of uh, all this craziness and you'll have a lot more films out and hopefully, uh, hopefully I will too. But until that time, oh, you will. Adrian Mills, thank you for being your guest on the cinema there. Yeah.